0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert.
1: Thank you for joining me again on another episode of Shock Your Potential, where you know this entire month of February, the month of love, we are talking about leading with love and really understanding and embracing the fact that leading with love really truly is a competitive advantage for us and not just to get ahead in life, but to get ahead in our in our own selves as well. And my guest today is so perfectly suited to this topic and this theme and wait until you hear a little bit of his background. I'm just going to hit some highlights and then I'll let him take it from there. But Daniel Mangana is, well, he had a couple things that you know probably threw him for a loop. He had a late diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome and he had a what he can just describe as life-shattering trauma at the age of 20. And for the next several years I've after those two big events especially, he really struggled to not only kind of keep those events you know, from running over into every other aspect of his life, but really to hold himself together as well. And I think he's gonna talk quite a bit about Um, you know, how he dealt with things that we've talked about on this podcast before things like suicidal thoughts, and really having to figure out how to deal with trauma in your life. But he's built a simple four step system called the beyond intention paradigm that I know we're going to talk a little bit about And by doing this, he not only helps others, but he himself found a way to find lasting joy and purpose. And it really, truly did save his life. Now, he's also a multi-author, you know, individual. And he's also, I don't know what multi-author is. (laughs) He's written many books. He's written a whole lot of stuff. And he has his own podcast, which is called Do It With Dan, and which is obviously going to be a lot of fun, too. So... (laughs) I don't know if I can put more into that intro, Daniel, but welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's a, it's, a, you, it's a joy to be here.
1: Don't you just sit there when people are reading your bio and you're like, why did I, why did I get you it? You know, what?
0: <laughs> it's, I, 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 I've, I always I I'm going to shrink it down. I don't know how <laughs> to shrink it down. What am I going to do? I need to shrink myself? I'm not really sure how it works, but there we go. We're here. We're well, here I find
1: so, sometimes, you know, I get these... Um bios and and there's just like with yours there's so many like really important critical pieces of information that I can't let them go I like I, everybody's gotta know I gotta put them all in there so
0: <laughs> we had to um, when I had my um, the profile that they did on me for for the Wall Street Journal I had to like put everything into like 90 words or something like that oh, or, like geez. 100 words it's like oh am I gonna do with this but we we got it done we got it done anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've, you've also received some very pre- prestigious awards. So I hope we'll talk a little bit about that I don't as well. Know.
0: Do you know what? My mentor, I've got a mentor of mine, Nick. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to, we're doing, we're, 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 we've been asked to put some people forward for this thing that's going to be in the Wall Street Journal. I'll put you forward. Like, Oh, yeah, you got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> It was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. you know, I think it comes down to just being in the right circles. I mean, he got me hooked up. I got interviewed by Jack Canfield a couple of months ago and some oh, some other really wonderful. cool stuff. But yeah, just being in the, being. A, I, I can't take all of the credit. It was like- <laughs> Well, you
1: know, after Jack oh, Canfield, of course it. you have me, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you up here.
0: <laughs> well, he's gonna have to step aside. He gonna have to <laughs> step aside because we talking exactly. about love. <laughs>
1: I love it oh my goodness well I hit just the highlights tell us in your own words a little bit more about you your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential
0: you know what this has actually been um for me it's been looking at how things didn't work with me (laughs) was where it really started and seeking to understand how things didn't work with me Mm. and then I like repeatable, if something's not repeatable for me, it doesn't really count. You know, when people are like, oh, there's the law of this and the law of that. Okay, but is it repeatable? If it's not repeatable, then, then what's the point, you know? Right. And what I've done is I've gone through, you know, the 20 odd years I've been in this kind of crazy stuff that we do now with, you know, mindfulness and consciousness and all mm-hmm. stuff. And la stuff. La, la. And just looking at what actually works repeatedly. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an avid student of life and I'm always learning and, and in new modalities and always investing myself and in doing new things. And then what is repeatable? What is something that can be applied to different people from all walks of life? And what aspects of those can be distilled into something simple like beyond intention? It's four steps, four words to remember. Accept, clear, gratitude, listen. Accept, clear, gratitude, listen. Four words. Is there more to it? yes, there's like seven levels to each one and it goes into the thing, but ultimately it's, can I remember these four things? When I come against the stuck state, when I come against resistance, when I come against an intention or a choice, can I walk through these four things and move through them with grace and ease? So what I love to say is I love to empower people to deliberately choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life, because choice is where it's at. And when we can have dominion over those choices, and deliberately direct that dominion to outcomes that we actually want, then we can have an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life, and that's what I like to do.
1: I I love that so much, you know. And I I was just talking with somebody, and she said, um, in fact, it's the episode. What we named her episode is she said, "Abundance is my birthright," and I it really stuck with me. And now, I say that too. You say that too. Oh my god! I love it. I
0: love it. I love it already.
1: Yeah. She. And it, it, to me, it was just this, this sense of, and, you know, she wasn't there all the time either. You know, she talks about, you know, going through postpartum depression and not really liking herself and not knowing herself. And, you know, for her to get to that point and say, abundance is my birthright. I was like, that that's powerful. But to your point, it is a choice. We have to make a conscious choice to recognize that abundance, to open up our hearts, to let it in.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, People love to talk about, I did a LinkedIn Live about this, they talk about you know, divine divine plans, divine time. So are we saying that God and the universe is a tyrant that decides what we get and what we don't get? And if that's the mm-hmm. case, then why should we bother setting in it? I should just lie in bed and wait for what the universe <laughs> or God's going to come with. Exactly. I feel like going to the pub, I'm going to go and do that until God decides what I'm going to get. But when we look at reality... You know, without even getting into the the mysticism and the esoterics behind these ideas and the truth of what actually they say, before we even go down that rabbit hole, if we just look at reality and what science actually continues to demonstrate in terms of the dominion that we actually have over what we experience, what we live, then that's just not the way it works. It's Mm -hmm. just not the way it works. We experience what we resonate with, what we allow, and then what we embody. That's what we experience. And if we start to choose what we're feeling, what we're thinking and therefore, and what we're doing, what we're embodying, then we can actually deliberately experience things. We don't have to have the dark side of pain because pain does have a purpose in some, in in many respects. We don't have to be in lack because abundance is our birthright. Just look at nature. Mm -hmm. There is no lack in nature. Nature is always overflowing and abundant when humans get involved and maybe things go out of work. but generally speaking, <laughs> nature when left to its own devices is always abundant. So abundance is the natural order of the universe. It always has everything that it needs and is more. It's always expanding and growing. So it's just a matter of choosing to be in the flow of that and not holding these limited ideas and narratives about, oh, you know, only when I finished doing that and oh, I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm this or I'm the other thing, you know, we let go of these ideas and just come to the truth of abundance is the natural way of things. Everything has a purpose and that purpose is to expand and have more life and to offer more life to others and to be a conduit for God, the universe source to give more life to others. If we do that, we're going to be in a space of joy because we're going to be in a natural, look at children, children, naturally, they come out, what do they want to do? They want to giggle. They want to laugh. They want to Yeah. Because joy is a natural, <laughs> it's natural and normal. And I want to see more people normalizing that.
1: I, I so agree. And I think it's so easy at times to get pulled into negativity or looking at things from the, you know, the opposite side. Everybody who listens to my podcast or knows me at all knows that I love, i watch good morning America. It's like this thing that I do. I don't know why it's just part of my routine, (laughs) but over the last year, there have been many times that I've just turned it off Mm. because I'm, I can't, I can't have day after day, minute after minute of bad news Mm -hmm. or, you know, the things about, you know, every time I see a death toll on something, I'm like, death tolls only go up. (laughs) (laughs) They don't go down. (laughs) (laughs) So why do I want to see it keep going? And I think that it's easy to slide into those things. And I, I, you know, I want to, I want to dive into this a little bit more because, you know, as, as you talk about, let's see if I got it right, accept, clear, gratitude and listen, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. But the hardest one is the one you put first and that's accept.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love to say that reality creation isn't complicated, but it's not easy.
1: Mm.
0: It's simple, but it's not easy. Because the thing is, is that if we accept ourselves and all our awesomeness, then nothing can stop us stepping into more awesomeness. And acceptance is just a question of acceptance, making the choice to accept ourselves, whole and complete, perfect in our own mm-hmm. But then shame gets in the way, right? Which I battled with to the point of nearly even, you know, wanting to take my own life. That's when guilt mm-hmm. settles in. That's mm-hmm. when, you know, oh, I can't accept that I did that or that I was that or, you know, the past and the story. That gets in the way or blame gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I would take responsibility for this, but if it wasn't for who was this or that was that or that my mum did this or this or bl- blah 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 bl- 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 all the stuff, whereas when we transcend that, step up to the plate and say, Do you know what? I may not like everything that's been up until now, but I'm sure we're going to make sure everything that comes from now is something that I love. I may not love who I've always been, but I'm going to love myself now so that I can go on to make choices to be a person that I can love and be proud of. I may have some shame around that, but I'm going to love myself even in spite of that come into a space of wholeness and go on and allow those scars to be battle scars of a victory won against Ah. the dark side of life. That is accepting. I'm the author and creator of my life. Everything that's come till now may have been an unconscious choice, but it was a choice. And I'm going to step into the seat of that choice machine and ensure that the choices I make going forward reflect. what I want to experience going forward.
1: I I love that um, idea of thinking about your scars as, as a, you know, reminders of, of a battle that you won,
0: Mm.
1: because it's easy to look at a scar, you know, (laughs) you know, literally or figuratively and say, Oh, look, isn't that great that I got that. (laughs) But if you didn't have it, you didn't win the war.
0: It's a reminder. It can be a reminder. You know, I mentioned briefly about pain earlier. I mean, we're waiting for my, my wife to give birth literally any minute. And, you know, the pain of childbirth Pain oh, yes. is not a negative thing. It's a signal. It's a signal that life is being burnt, but brought to life. A headache could be an indication of the body telling you, go and have a rest, go and drink some water, hunger pains, go and eat some food. I need something. It's just a signal. But the narrative that we attach to that signal dictates whether we suffer or whether we're being guided into something better. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with those scars. They can be just a reminder of a battle one versus oh my God, that time in my life, like, you're here, bro. <laughs> you're alive. You made it through. Celebrate, celebrate, stop, celebrate.
1: That's true. Absolutely true. Mm. As you were talking about, you know, hunger, headache, all those things. I'm like, what does it tell you when you have red licorice on your desk all day? Oh, I can't eat that right now. Cause I'm
0: taping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it tells me that I have to have delayed gratification.
0: That I have a sugar <laughs> <issue>. Yeah. <laughs> timing 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 <laughs> exactly
1: exactly my husband tells me i am not good at delayed gratification and then yeah. he starts laughing he's like you are like the there's no definition that is so opposite of delayed gratification than me but I'm yeah like, whatever i
0: could say the thing about my wife as well to be honest <laughs> like, i want, I want what i want
1: when i want it what's the problem with that
0: <laughs> we love it we love it anyway
1: well, and i and I do I really like um, you know the the thought process about you know the narratives that we write and how we control those or not control them, but they they are important stories that we have to either embrace, change, uh, you know, but I think we have to recognize the, the stories we tell ourselves because mm-hmm. they can either build us up or they can tear us down.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know that's where step two starts to come in because we have to be in a space where we can actually receive the information about those narratives to start making the, the choices, you know, mm-hmm. step one of beyond intention is all about stepping into my power, stepping up to the plate, stepping into my power, accepting the mantle of creative dominion of my life. But then I need an actual real clean space. So real because the now is, is real past and future past is gone. Mm. Future hasn't shown up yet. So I need to be now. And in the peace of the now, then I can start to listen in. We're listening more actively in step four, but right now it's what's coming up that's blocking me. What's coming up that's uh, to voice that resistance. What's standing in between me and what I want to experience, what I want to move into and clearing the active process of letting go of the past, letting go of the future, and just coming to a whole and accepted presence within the now is what we do in step two.
1: So is that part of that? So you, I like, when you talk about having like a clean clean empty maybe not a clean slate but a, a, you it's don't a have slate. so much garbage no, in the way slate. definitely a clean slate
0: yeah. you're yeah. on it clean slate that's what it is and that's an active process you know it may mean mm-hmm. moving myself from something physically it may mean going and taking some time for myself it may mean going for a run it may mean doing some meditation or some breath work it may mean going for a walk in the forest it may mean washing the dishes, everybody's got their own relationship to the peace and quiet of the now. You know, I don't believe in cookie cutter approaches. Yeah. I think that everybody's unique and has their own experiences, their own their own journeys that brings them to a place whereby they can actually create a personal relationship to the present moment. Breath work doesn't really work for me. I can do some of the stuff. My friend Lee's obsessed with it. I did one of his nine hour breath work things last weekend I was passed out by the end of it. Some people love it. He does it. You know, he does stuff every day. I'm more the gentle stuff. Meditation, I do, you know, religiously. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yoga, I do Kundalini yoga. I'm not as obsessed with it as I was at one time, but, you know, I get my my practices in. My wife, she'll meditate three, four times a day. She spends so much of her day meditating. She loves it. She's about it. I'm okay with like my morning and my evening. She's like, I need to do it all day long. But everybody's (laughs) got their own thing. You know, some people it yeah. is going for a run. Uh, she likes to hike, we've got some mountains just behind us, some hills, she loves to go and hike in those. I'm not really into the hiking thing. Leave me on the beach, I'm cool. But once you start to build that relationship with yourself where you can understand your relationship to the now, you can step into it more effectively um, on command and enjoy your time there to create.
1: So then how does that move into uh, gratitude?
0: You know, gratitude as a place and as an experience was the, it was the, the game changer for me in my journey. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd created a lot of really amazing stuff really, really quickly, really young. I started in sort of conscious creation about the age of 16 with goal setting and intention and got into the esoterics and the mysticism. And, you know, I made everything, lost everything twice. By the age of 24, I've made and lost two multi-million pound fortunes quite dramatically as well it's actually quite funny how the whole thing happened now he says but at the time it wasn't (laughs) funny (laughs) at the time it wasn't funny but the thing that became the dividing line between what had worked and stopped working now what can continue to work well over a decade for thousands of people around the world is that gratitude comes before the experience
1: Mm.
0: And the reason why gratitude comes before the experience is because everything's already here now. So when I step into gratitude, what I'm actually doing is connecting in an embodied fashion to the experience and therefore allowing it to show up. So it creates positive expectation. It triggers the mind. Neural pathways in the brain actually get created when I'm grateful for something I haven't seen yet. It's displaying a level of faith and belief that goes beyond that which is seen. It's beyond the substance of things seen. It's a really powerful practice. And when properly done, by properly done, just wholly, wholeheartedly, all of this, all of the heart thing, all of it in it. I'm so grateful that it's here now because it is here now, it opens us up to experience it. So we accept our power, we create the clean space, and in that clean space, we step into what will it feel when I've actually started to experience that which I'm intending.
1: And I can see how that that becomes something that builds on itself. So yeah. You know, kind of like the more. You're the more you have gratitude, the more you see as as worthy of your <laughs> gratitude, which means you're looking for it more, which means you experience more, which means you feel it more, and, and it just can build more, and build.
0: And it just builds. It creates a momentum, a positive momentum, rather than the negative bias momentum that we often find ourselves in.
1: Yeah, I had to really practice that recently. We had a a very traumatic event in our family, and mm, sorry to uh, and it was very. Yeah, it was really, it it was very horrible and, and still is horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, for the first few days, you know, you can't sleep, you can't think you can't, you know, concentrate to find the joy, because you're Mm -hmm. like, how can there be any joy in something like this. And it was amazing that one day I just said, okay, you gotta stop this. You know, you can't have your head there. You need to find something to be grateful for. And we found, I found what I needed to be grateful for in it. And it was like, wow, like all of a sudden it's like it had been a cloudy day for weeks and then the Mm -hmm. sun was out, you know, that all of a sudden my head started to find more things to be grateful for. So I'm a pretty grateful person and positive person around. And it, it was, you know, when something can really put you down, get on you. Like, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. your experiences that you've talked to, you've had some very heavy ones Mm -hmm. and it's, once you can get out of it, I can see why that was the big turnaround for you. Once you can find that gratitude, then it starts to lift you with buoyancy.
0: you know, there's a really, there's a really powerful lesson. I love to use um, this example. It's a quick story. So we're not going to drag. I was um, in an airport. This is a couple of years ago. I was on my journey when I just left my business and I was like running around teaching, oh, let's learn about beyond intention. I was in a uh, Oslo airport um, with someone with a relationship that was coming to the end. We weren't even really talking that week. And it was like, <laughs> we're going to be stuck in, it was already a three hour wait for the next flight to New York. I was like, okay, three hours is cool. You know, I can eat some food, blah, blah, blah. Get there, they say it's an, another five hours. So it's a total of eight hours. We're gonna to have to hang around in this airport. And my first thoughts were, oh my God, eight hours. Oh my God, And blah, blah, blah. And I was going to be flying Norwegian Air. And Norwegian Air is like budget, right? So like you have to order your, you have to order a blanket in advance or pay for it on the plane kind of budget. So I'm like, I'm going to have to be in the air for six hours. I've got my first ever workshop, building detention workshop was the next morning in New York. So I was oh. going to have to, it was not the best situation. And I started to go down this path and I said, wait, Find out why it's delayed. Not because change it, but just find out why. So I went and found out why, and they said, we discovered engine failure. Uh, so I went from being crazy, like, oh, my God, I've got to spend eight hours and all the things, and to I'm so grateful that I have to wait five hours because they found this thing. The point yes. being that sometimes a situation looks like there is no space to find something to be grateful for. But here's the trick. At least that didn't happen because it's not the worst thing that can happen. And we can always look to that as a starting point to start working backwards and looking for more things to be grateful for in the experience. Even if the thing that we're grateful for is that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Exactly. (laughs) It's so true. Absolutely, and if that's the one, you know, silver
1: lining you can find. It's still a pretty big silver lining. I, it always makes me laugh when people in the airports are getting so upset because I'm like, if the plane was broken, I don't want to fly on it. If the weather's too bad that the pilots say they don't want to fly through it, I don't want to fly in it. So I'm okay.
0: And it do you know, it's just these crazy things. I mean, I, I remember once in the workshops, I was like, Yeah, but you know, my husband cheated on me. I said, Did he give you an STD? No, well, there's a gratitude point. <laughs> And, 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 there's something to be
1: thankful for. Oh yeah, <laughs> so just, there's always somewhere to
0: start. There's always now. What if to she start. would have
1: said yes? If she would have did, said did, yes, he get, did he trouble. get a
0: pregnant? Did he get? A, there's always something to be grateful for. Always something. Always something.
1: Might have to have several questions. Several together, questions, but absolutely. we'll find there. We'll find it. Oh. Well, I know we still wanna move on to our topic for the month, but just tell us a little bit about listening as
0: you, as the last of your cornerstones. Oh yes, of course, let's listen. Listen is just the active process of thinking and feeling with awareness. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? And am I maintaining the course of what I've stepped into gratitude for? Have I veered off course? Do I need to make some adjustments? Do I need to step in and accept something else that's arisen? Do I need to clear on something else? Do I need to connect more deeply? Do I need to move on to the next step of gratitude? But thinking and feeling with awareness and staying in that space of what's going on internally and am I still aligned with the outcome that I want to step into.
1: Yeah, so you're really listening to yourself very intently. Mm-hmm. Mm, especially what's going on up here in the noggin oh, yeah. that might not be even said out loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Are you tired of the time and expense of going to the salon for a mani-pedi? If so, Color Street is your answer. Base, color, and top coats are blended together in an incredible polish strip that you apply yourself. The result, a brilliant salon quality manicure in just minutes with no dry time, smudges, or streaks. These strips are 100% real nail polish, not stickers. They're flexible, can be gently stretched for a perfect fit, and last up to 10 days. I've been using them for months now and love the amazing selection of colors and styles, along with the ability to create my own unique manicure by mixing and matching. Shop today and support our sponsor, Betsy Roberts, by ordering at ColorStreet.com backslash BH Roberts, backslash party, backslash two zero nine five six one one. Again, that's Colorstreet.com backslash BH Roberts backslash party backslash 2095611 or simply click the link in our show notes. I think this is fantastic. It's such a great reminder of what we can control in times, especially when we think we can't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to, you know, dive in a little bit to our theme for the month, which is, you know, leading with love. Mm-hmm. And what I really am I'm so passionate about Oh, good he's singing <laughs> is that I, I truly believe that when we lead with love for ourselves, for others, I mean, that could be, you know, leading in our own lives, leading in our families, leading in our jobs and our teams. But if we really intentionally choose love that we will have incredible outcomes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Or what would you share with my listeners and viewers to, you know, tap into that and really embrace leading with
0: love? Do you know what I think is beautiful? It's that we can't control what other people do, but we do have dominion over how we're showing up. And because of the way the universe works in terms of what we are a vibrational match to, opens up the field as to what we can experience, when we lead internally, making love our mantra, making love our dominant frequency, it must start to have a knock-on effect with our environment. It has to, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the video on YouTube about the, the synchrony of the synchronous metronomes. So they've got like 20 different metronomes and they're all out of, they're all out of sync. They're all incoherent. And there's one coherent metronome that's coherent. And what starts to happen is one by one, all of the surrounding metronomes come into coherence too, until all of the metronomes are coherently operating at the coherent frequency. Now, love. The frequency of love, and this isn't even a woo-woo thing, this is measurable, measurable now. When we're in a space of love, our energy field can be measured at a specific frequency. I think it's 963 hertz, I can't remember. But when we are in the emotional state, our measurable frequency becomes that state. And when we look in the brain, the brain actually starts to operate more coherently the closer we are to that frequency of love. When we're in other states, fear, doubt, anxiety, it's incoherent, that's why we feel off. And that's why we can feel the energy of someone being off because it actually resonates and can be felt in the environment. That's why we don't wanna be around people that are down into depressed. We wanna be around people that are happy and, and, and enlightened because we're called magnetically to those frequencies. So when I choose love as my dominant frequency, number one, my brainwaves change and becomes coherent, which mm-hmm. changes the choices I can make, which changes my quality of life. But from an energetic perspective as well, not even in a woo-woo way, in a real way, it starts to change the world around us. Coherence, when entered into an incoherent space, it consumes incoherence. So when we bring the frequency of love into a situation and lead with it, it literally transforms the entire environment energetically, which changes it mentally, which changes it physically. So when we lead with love internally, we can change the world around, around us
1: i you know, I've never, ever heard it put that way. And it makes so much sense. Um, be in just, even when you're talking about sometimes when you feel anxiety or you feel anger from someone else, you, you cringe, you react, you have a response mm-hmm. that is pulling you away from it. Nobody mm-hmm. runs towards anger. Nobody runs towards, you know, crankiness. Exactly. They want to run away or they want to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But yet yeah, we do have people that operate that way, you know, that, that operate that way in their business and, Mm -hmm. and they either, they don't see what they're doing to people around them or they don't care. I don't know. (laughs) But you can always see when there's that person, you know, you can bounce an idea off of, you know, Mm -hmm. you can um, talk to them about a struggle that you're having, you know, Mm -hmm. that you, because you trust them, you feel, you feel safe when you're with them and that builds more love and trust as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to totally watch the metronome thing
0: what's the metronome i will um i will send it. i had to find it for someone the other day so i've actually got the link somewhere on my computer i can i can get it to you but it's really really cool like you see it excellent love is the most coherent frequency that we can operate at so when we bring that it, it can change the world around us measurably
1: i love it i i, I just think that's so perfect that is something different that nobody has talked about yet and And it makes so much sense. Now my energy is really up. Yay. (laughs) So I know we're going to have all of your information on our show notes. I hate to see this interview go because I (laughs) I just could talk to you forever, but in case somebody wants to look you up right now, um, what's the best way for them to find you?
0: Dreamwithdan.com. Everything's there. there.
1: Dreamwithdan.com.
0: Do you have a jingle for that
1: since you'd like to sing?
0: <laughs> I actually Dream have a song <laughs> I have a song for um, this rapper called um, um common he's got a song called the dreamer and I just love it and he's just talking about you know being an and so I've got that I actually emailed them for permission hey can I use your song and they let me have it and so um we used we use that song on the on the jingle but I, I think awesome. I might write a jingle that I'll awesome. get the guitar out
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it I think you should totally. <laughs> Well, Dan, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: Choices aren't always hard, but they're always available. Cho- choices aren't always easy, but they're always available. So the choice to lead with love may not feel like the easiest choice, but it's an available choice. And if we make that choice to lead with love, accepting our capacity to do it, clearing the ways so that we can step into it and connecting with what it would feel like, it would just change the world around us.
1: And amen to that. Let's continue to fill this world with as much love as possible.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dan, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being my guest today.
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more